0: Hello, and welcome to What's the Tea. I'm your host as always, Adam and the Man 316. Now, I know you're probably expecting a normal episode for this week, but I just don't think that's appropriate due to the current and very tragic events that have gone on in the past couple weeks in the wrestling world. As, unfortunately, last Thursday evening... Triple H received a phone call from Mike Rotunda, the father of Wyndham Rotunda, who we know very well as Bray Wyatt, and unfortunately, it is with a heavy heart, deep sadness, that I announced that Bray Wyatt has unfortunately passed away. Bray was not just a great man, He was a great wrestler, a great storyteller, a great entertainer. He was also a great friend to those that were in the locker room and to those that may not be in the WWE locker room anymore because this loss is more than just about wrestling. It's about more than WWE or AEW. It's about losing a friend, losing a great person, Who cared so much about this business. Who loved his family. Loved his friends. Loved this business. And loved every single one of us. His fans. And. I gotta just say. When I first. Heard this news. I was just working on something for the podcast. Or a project I was working on. And I. I felt so numb and just so shocked and all I wanted to do for the past couple of days was cry, but I didn't because I wanted to be strong. And honestly, even a few days later it still hurts like hell knowing Bray is gone. Because Bray was that special to all of us. And what he did for me was He helped me find that creative side, the side that love to create, because that's what he loved to do. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I like to write. And that's why I like to do other things. Because Bray inspired me to do those things. He also inspired me to be okay as a wrestling fan, and to be happy with the things I like to do. And I know that we may, nev- that we will never see him again, but I just want to say, Bray, thank you so much for everything you've done for me, for everything you've done for pro wrestling, for everything you've done for everything, you know, cause you're a great person, and I always wish that someday that I could have gotten to pick your mind for a few minutes Cause I know that would have been probably one of the most interesting conversations of my entire life and I really wish that you were still here with us. My thoughts and prayers and deepest condolences go out to his family and his friends. I'm also sending my love and good vibes to you because I know what it's like to go through this. It's not easy. It's very hard. and. I really hope that you're just doing okay and that you're in a good place mentally, you know? Which is why, for this episode of the podcast, what I'd like to do is honor the life and career of Bray Wyatt, Barry Wyndham. Because he was that special to all of us. And... I just think it's the right thing to do and to help all of us heal. Because the thing is, yes, with time, wounds will heal. With time, broken hearts will heal. But we're never going to see another Bray Wyatt promo. We'll never see another Bray Wyatt match. Like, speaking from experience, I watched the pitch black match between him and LA Knight. At the Royal Rumble, and I didn't realize it'd be the last time I'd ever see Bray Wyatt wrestle a match. And now, sitting here, it just it blows me away because I remember watching the press conference after the Royal Rumble and watching Bray talk about it, watching him talk about what the Undertaker said to him on Raw's 30, and it's like it's just so heartbreaking that that's really the last match that I'll ever see of Bray Wyatt, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm really trying to do this, but it's, it's hard. It just really stings that we'll never get to see him again, because he was such a great person, and he loved this business, he loved his family, he loved his friends, he loved every single one. Of the fans that supported him in his time of need and I remember the promo that he cut a few or it was either a month or two after he just came back at Extreme Rules where he just really opened up about some personal things and I thought that was great that he did that in front of the people that really love him and really care about him and again it really sucks that he's gone and Again, my heart goes out to his family, because I know it's very difficult to lose a loved one, which is why tonight, again, this is just a tribute to Bray Wyatt, to Barry Lindham, the man he was, the entertainer he was, and just everything he meant to all of us, which is why at this time, when you listen to the podcast, I like... For you to take a moment of silence as we do a special 10-bell salute to honor the memory of Bray Wyatt. you. So I want to talk about my favorite Bray Wyatt moments and matches, because I think this is just a good way to help the wrestling community heal. So I actually did a watch along with one of my friends after Smackdown on Friday night. Again, a very beautiful tribute. Hats off to WWE for the amazing tribute they did for him. The thing with the rocking chair, the thing with the video, and the people in the audience doing the fireflies thing with their phone flashlights. I always thought that was just a really cool thing that people would do for him. Anyways, so my friend and I, we decided to honor Bray's memory by watching Elimination Chamber 2017, which is when Bray won the WWE Championship. Now this is probably the best Elimination Chamber match there's ever been, cause... You got Bray, John Cena, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose... You just got a whole star-studded cast for this match. And it was just a really cool match. And honestly, it's awesome to finish the where, where Bray just wins it. You know, cause... Honestly... I really thought, going into it, John Cena was going to win, we were going to get John Cena versus Randy Orton again at WrestleMania, but instead we got Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, which, on paper, it made sense for the story, because Randy Orton joined the Wyatt family, won the tag titles with Bray, and it was just this whole crazy sequence of events that was going on. And honestly, it was one of the coolest stories going for the time. And it just goes to show just how creative Bray could get and how amazing his ideas would turn out, you know? And during this time, SmackDown was just really good to watch in general. Like 2016, 2017, just amazing. And Bray and the Wyatt family was just a big part of that. My other favorite Bray Wyatt moments, I'd have to say his return at Extreme Rules, cause we had just gotten done seeing Riddle and Seth Rollins fight it out in a fight pit match. That match could have been so much better in my opinion, but honestly, it's okay that it didn't deliver. Cause they were really just building it up for Bray's big return, which is what everybody came to see. Because the whole white rabbit thing, the whole mystery behind that, was genius. Fucking genius. Just the way they set up his return, because we really didn't know who it was going to be. It could have been anybody. But at Extreme Rules, at the end of the pay-per-view, we find out that it was Bray Wyatt as he walked through the door wearing the Uncle Howdy mask. And there he is, back in WWE. Honestly, one of the best decisions Triple H ever made in this time. As head of creative, which... I know he's still in charge, but... If there... If there's ever going to be a highlights video of his best moments... His best creative decisions, it's absolutely this. This needs to be on there, because... Bray was gone from the company for a while, and it sucked. And when Triple H finally took over creative because of what was going on with Vince he finally just went through some of the roster cuts that were made in the last couple years and Bray was one of the names that came up and they set this all up and it's just amazing just how well it all came together you know like the build-up for it because when he walked right out that door people were on their feet people had their Phone flashlights on, waving them in the air like it's a rock and roll concert. It was just really cool to see that, you know my other favorite Bray Wyatt moments. I'd have to say the fire- oh uh, the Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena, because we didn't know what was going to happen in that match. Because again, this was during the pandemic era. This was a pandemic Wrestlemania at the PC. And they just put this so well. Or they just put this together so well. And that was just awesome. You know, because... Well, yes, it wasn't really a wrestling match. It was just a really cool story. Of just John Cena and Bray Wyatt's past. Like you have. John Cena, the ruthless aggression thing. Reenact with Kurt Angle, but it's just Bray Wyatt instead of Kurt Angle You go through the history of the NWO you go through the history of kind of the 80s style of wrestling and You just go through all the history including I think there was a nod to WrestleMania 30 when John Cena faced Bray Wyatt there And it was just really cool Just a really cool match and a really cool experience like you can tell John and Bray just had so much fun putting that together. Now, while I'm not the biggest fan of the Fiend gimmick, I thought it was good. Like, I like the Firefly Funhouse segments because they were fun. And it was just really a good way to kind of adapt to your kid-friendly audience, but still kind of acknowledge your other part of the crowd, which is The teens and the adults that watch this. Because it could be either Bray doing the muscle man dance or just some really freaky stuff. Like, that was just the mind of Bray Wyatt and that's why we all loved him. Because sometimes he'd creep us the hell out and sometimes he'd touch our hearts. And that was just what really made him very special to all of us. You know... And, yeah, it's kind of a shame that the match with Randy Orton that he had at WrestleMania 33 turned out the way it did, because I really thought that match was going to be a heck of a lot better, because you've got Randy and Bray, who have been working side-by-side for probably almost close to a year, and that was really cool to see as well. And then you have those two fight again, during the pandemic era where you've got Randy lighting Bray on fire and just basically burning the fiend alive and all of us going, was that actually Bray that was lit on fire or was that something else? And it was because Bray would reemerge the following pay-per-view before WrestleMania and then it'd just be announced Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt at Wrestlemania 37, in front of fans, which, again, still a creepy experience, but Randy Orton got the win, and it was kinda just the complete blow-off of that entire story between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt of just fighting old demons and such. Um, let's see... I did always wish that when they did Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor that they did it as the Demon King versus the Fiend because I feel like that would have been a better draw instead of doing just the Fiend versus regular Finn Balor because I'm not saying regular Finn Balor is bad. I like regular Finn Balor, but I feel like if you're going for the whole mystery and kind of battle between these two dark entities you'd really want it to be the fiend versus the demon king because then you don't know who the better dark entity is is it the fiend or is it the demon king finn Balor? like that would have been cool to see you know but again we, we still got some good stuff out of that and then i gotta say this bray wyatt versus daniel bryan at the 2020 royal rumble incredible match the fucking strap match like it couldn't have been written any better because you think that Daniel Bryan's gonna overcome the fiend and there were moments in the match I really thought Daniel Bryan was gonna win but the fiend was just this unbeatable monster that just continued to keep coming back and coming back and just throwing it all at Daniel Bryan And Daniel Bryan's giving it everything he can to win this match. But he doesn't in the end. But it was just an incredible story those two told. And then, I know this is kind of really unpopular, but... Kind of the Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt build for Seth vs. The Fiend Hell in a Cell. Now that match obviously sucked, but... It was kind of interesting when you see Seth invading the Firefly Funhouse... And just going right after Bray and lighting shit on fire. Like, that was just kind of cool. You know, because that's when you knew it was just really serious between those two. And, honestly, I really thought that Bray should have never won the Universal title. Like, yeah, I get it. They wanted to put the title on The Fiend to just add to the whole Unstoppable Monster thing, but... I just never really got it, because... For one thing... Bray's style of match is not like... Others... Like Seth, like Finn, like... AJ Styles, or anyone else you want to throw in there. It's very slow-paced, but it makes sense. Because there are moments where it does pick up, and... It's just Bray telling a really good story, honestly. Like... I gotta just call it as this right there. But honestly, my favorite version of Bray Wyatt was the original, because you had Bray, this demonic character with this twisted mind and all these creative ideas, sitting in this rocking chair, cutting a promo, talking to the audience, sometimes creeping the hell out of them, sometimes really getting deep down into their psyche like just knowing that you've got the crowd in the palm of your hand going what the hell is he gonna do next like that's what Bray was able to do and that's why we loved him so much and yeah it's like I said I was never really a big fan of the fiend I wasn't exactly against it I thought it was cool at first because you got the Firefly Funhouse segments there was just craziness and it got even crazier when Alexa Bliss started to get involved with Bray as this demonic figure, as this, ah, uh, how do I phrase this, I want to say tortured soul kind of angle. Because Alexa was doing her thing with Nikki Cross when they lost the tag titles, he just kind of wondered what was next for her, and Bray Wyatt, the fiend, kind of offers her a proposition of, join me join the family, let me in, in that context, you know, like, and I know a lot of people are not fans of the creepy Alexa gimmick, but I didn't think it was that bad, to be honest. I think it could have been better if there was a crowd, and we actually got glimpses of that during the Charlotte Flair feud for Extreme Rules in 2021. Like, she was still the... Twisted Bliss, the demonic, always smiling, the come play with me kind of thing, or whatever the fuck they were going for with that. And honestly, I thought that was best showcased in the Charlotte Flair feud, because there was still, deep down, that Alexa Bliss, the goddess angle where she's just telling people how it is and roasting the fuck out of people, which... Is probably my favorite version of Alexa Bliss, but again, we're talking about Bray Wyatt here. I thought the Wyatt family was always a cool thing, because you'd get these cool matches, like the six-man tag matches between, the she- between them and The Shield, or them and The New Day, and then the whole Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan original angle, where Daniel Bryan joins the Wyatt family, but then he gets out of the Wyatt family when he realizes Bray's manipulation just what he does with Braun and Eric Rowan. But I really thought this was pretty cool, you know, because it really helped jumpstart the push for Daniel Bryan, and I think that's kind of something that Daniel is always going to be thankful for with Bray, because he helped him really jumpstart his push, the whole thing of Let's get Daniel Bryan into the main event of WrestleMania. Let's get Daniel Bryan into this title match against Randy Orton and Batista, where he stands tall in the end, winning both titles. The miracle on Bourbon Street, if you will. But I think that's really another thing that Bray can always be proud of, and that his family can always be proud of, is that. He was one to give people the time. He was one to work with people and to make them better. And that's exactly what he did. And I watched Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark today. And there's this video on Twitter and on YouTube where Becky's talking about how Bray helped her with her match at TLC against Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Also known as That Tables Match. Becky didn't know how to set up a table or how to do a tables match. And Bray went over to her and asked her if she knew how to do it or if she needed help with it. And he spent the whole afternoon with her, helping her set this up. And the match turned out to be really good. And that's another thing that we can just look at and go, Wow, that was really nice of Bray to do. And then another touching tribute was... When Seth Rollins recorded this video talking about Bray, how he loved working with him. And you can just tell how heartbroken Seth is about this. And I I feel you. I I feel really bad for everybody in the locker room that was really close with him. Or just had a moment with him that really touched them so deeply. You know, because it sucks that he's gone. And... We'll never get to see him again, but... And here's the thing. When they were doing the whole tribute on SmackDown, and people were kind of speculating they were going to blow the lantern out, I posted something on Twitter where I said this. The lantern isn't just an object. It's kind of just a metaphor, because... The Fireflies... Us, the fans, we were the thing that kept the lantern burning. There was no switch on the lantern. There was no candle in the lantern. We were the ones keeping it burning. We were the ones keeping it lit. So Bray could walk down the aisle, into the ring, and cut those promos, and just share with us his creative vision, you know? So... While Bray may be gone, that lantern will never be put out because that is the love and the passion of all the fans that loved him and of all the fans that love Pro Wrestling. That's why they can never truly put the lantern out because that is what fuels it. It's not gas. It's not a candle. It's not a little light switch. It's us. It's our hearts, it's our passion, it's our love for pro wrestling. That's what fueled Bray to create, was the fact that he knew we loved what he was doing for us. And that's why, again, it's just really sad that he's gone, and we will forever be grateful for everything he ever did in WWE, for everything he ever did in wrestling in general. And I just want to take this time to say Bray, thank you. Thank you so much for everything you've ever done in pro wrestling for Everything you've ever done just as a whole Because you were an amazing person And it sucks that the good really do die young And my advice to you during this time of grieving as fans is just His death is just another reminder that life is short and that you just have to live it up but or why you can but what I would do is I would tell your loved ones how much you love them and how much you appreciate them while you still can of course I would also tell your friends how much you love them and appreciate their friendship because that's just honestly what Bray wanted us all to do. That's what he'd want us all to do, is just to cherish the time with our loved ones and just be grateful for what we have with our families, with our friends. And that's why I just want to say that, I know I probably say it a lot, but I love you guys so much. I care about each and every single one of you, because a lot of you are my friends. A lot of you are like family to me. Ugh, God damn it, I'm getting so emotional with this. But I, I mean that, because I love you all, and I love how much you support my creativity and my love for podcasting and writing and pro-wrestling. And I don't know what I'd do if I ever lost any of you. I don't know what I'd honestly... do if it wasn't for you guys. I have the best family in the world, but I also have... my friends... who inspire me to continue to do these... and continue to strive to be better at this and to get better at my writing so that one day I can make that my full time thing. But as I said before, that was also inspired by Bray because he really just helped me find that creative side and just be okay with it. Cause that's what his lasting impact on me is, is that he helped me love to create, because he loved to create, whether it's cutting a promo or coming up with a match. That's what he truly loved about all this. And that's what I think he should always be remembered for, is being a great person who cared so much about the business, his family, and his friends. And before I go, I just want to do this little tribute for him as well. <clears throat> he's got the whole world in his hands, he's got the whole wide world in his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands, he's <sighs> got the whole world in his hands. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me for this special tribute to the life and career of Bray Wyatt Barry Wyndham. I hope you guys enjoy this, and I hope it helps you heal your broken hearts or your wounds from knowing that he's no longer with us. But as I said, I love you guys. Thank you so much for helping me continue to want to create these. I know it's going to be a long road, but we're gonna keep going together anyways I hope you guys have a great week I know it's been a hard week it's been a hard past couple weeks I know but eventually everything will be good again and we will always have the memories and one more thing before I go rather he was creeping us the hell out with His tales of his past rather he was touching our hearts rather he was just being himself Bray Wyatt was amazing rather he was himself the fiend the leader of the Wyatt family Husky Harris and rather he was just doing his thing you know so rest in peace Sister Abigail, rest in peace, the Wyatt family, rest in peace, the Fiend, and rest in peace, Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, you will forever be loved, and as wrestling fans, it is our duty to make sure your memory will never be forgotten.